Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. What would you do if you had access to one of the most powerful leadership tools a tool that actually has helped people build multi-million dollar companies, has helped people lead the world through some of the most chaotic and challenging times. What would you do if you had access to it? Would you use it? Would you poo-poo it and say, ah, <laughs> I don't need that. Like, I'm already successful. I'm already doing great. You know, I run all day. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm, you know, I'm good. I don't, I don't need that. But If you knew that this tool, and it's not talked about very often, that's what's crazy. If you knew that this tool was available to you and it didn't require you to do anything extra, you didn't have to go and buy a membership, you didn't have to, you know, get an MBA, you didn't have to do anything, you didn't have to do anything. You could actually have access to this tool in the privacy and comfort of your own home. What would you do? Would you use it? Well, before I tell you what this tool is, what I sh- what I before I share with you this tool, I'm going to tell you how I stumbled upon it. And it's only years later that I actually realized what I was doing. But it was a tremendous game changer for me. So I was sitting in this amazing cafe, like absolutely amazing. I was sitting out on their outdoor patio. It was a red brick patio, um, beautiful, huge, beautiful trees filled with their green leaves and the air was just the right temperature. So I felt so comfortable and, you know, the breeze was flowing and I literally felt like I was high. Now, look, I don't get high, but I'm just saying. I felt like I was high. It was just so euphoric. And I had in front of me a journal a book, uh, some other reading stuff, reading material. And I was sitting there and I was sipping my coffee. This was a late afternoon coffee, but I was sipping my coffee. And I was so comfortable and I just sort of gazed around me. People walking down the street, smiling, talking, laughing with each other. That was really, you know, exciting to me. Just kind of opened me up. You know, a squirrel was running around with a piece of food in its mouth and just watching that squirrel then try to fight with a bird that was trying to take the food from them. Just funny things, things to kind of give me pause and expand my thinking, expand my mind. And I sat there and I just sort of looked up at the clouds. And I was thinking, oh, really, I was kind of dreaming, not daydreaming a bit. I had an hour that I was sitting, enjoying this cup of coffee, and it was really delicious coffee. 
And so I sat there for a bit and then I opened up my journal and I scribbled a question across the top. With everything that you have in your life, all the experiences you've had, what's the one thing, Jenny, that you could do to change a city, to change lives? What's the one thing you can do? Now, you see, I had been leading at a very high level. I'd built programs and departments inside of organizations. I had decided to figure out what could I do to really shift the world? Like really shift the world. What could I do? So I write this question at the top part of my journal, and then I sat there for a second looking at that question. I looked at that squirrel who had won the battle (laughs) and had the food. And I watched some more people walk and hold hands and children laughing. And, you know, the sidewalk was filled with people just enjoying life. And I took a sip of my coffee. It was warm as it went down. And I pondered that question. And then I started to write. And I started to allow my brain, which had been opened up to this creative, all this sort of creative energy around me, the squirrel chasing a bird and, and, and keeping their food. That was a piece of creative energy. The fullness of the trees and the wind that was touching my face, the breeze that was touching my face, the temperature, the people laughing, the color, the textures, the smells, all really opened up my mind to think and to reflect on this question that I had written. What can I do? to shift the universe, to shift my community, to make it a place that worked well for everybody. And I started writing. Thoughts and floods of ideas were pouring out, and as each one poured out, I had other questions that I wrote out and started to answer those questions. And I wrote, and I thought, and I looked around, and I felt this clarity. Really, it it wasn't clear initially. But I began to feel more and more clear about that question. What could I do to shift the universe? And as I got clearer, as I was continuing to write, the ideas began to flood like water. Like I began to have more and more ideas of what I could do with every experience I had. My career as a United States Marine, my career in public relations, my career in leadership and training programs, my career as an educator, my career growing up in the desert, all of these pieces, my career fighting for the rights of others, all of these ideas and all of who I was, who I am, it all was coming clearer as I sat and reflected and wrote. And at the end of probably 45 minutes, I was so crystal clear of what I would do to shift the universe. Crystal clear. And as I put my pen down and closed my journal, I sat there. And I could almost literally feel my body vibrating. Like, that's what it felt like. Like, the creative juices had been so powerful. 
answering that simple question had opened doors in my mind to other connections and other possibilities. It was so powerful. I was literally vibrating with excitement. I was so excited because I could feel my ingenuity, my creativity, my connectedness, my spirit, my intellect, all of my experiences. I could feel all of it coming together. It was all coming together to give birth to something new, something that indeed would shift the universe. So what's the tool that I used? What's the secret tool that you have access to? You just don't think about it. That tool is so powerful that I don't know why more leaders aren't using it. You see, I had never used it. I hadn't even really thought about it and giving it a name. I hadn't, I just hadn't thought about it. I didn't, I didn't know. But in that 45 minutes, sitting in a place that I loved, listening to the sounds of people talking and laughing and giggling and the sounds of birds and I could hear the wind rustle through the trees, that special sacred moment and a powerful question that got me to really dig and to clarify and to strip away some of the confusion and cloudiness that I had. That time was a game changer for hundreds of people, maybe even thousands of people. Because the ripple of that, of the answer to the question, what could I do? That ripple, 15 years later, is still going out from its original source. Me sitting on a patio, a brick patio, on an afternoon with a cup of coffee, a pen, and a journal, and some reading material. That ripple is still moving out from its original source, its original point of conception. So what's the secret tool, you might be asking? And why aren't more leaders using it? Well, let me answer that part. Leaders aren't using it because we don't realize how powerful it can be to develop us as leaders, as powerful people who influence and impact and shape the people's lives around us. We're not taught. We're not even given permission to use this tool. We're not given permission to to luxuriate, if that's a word, (laughs) in dreaming, in answering difficult questions by ourselves. We're usually commanded and cajoled to work, 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 and do, 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 and answer all the emails and and, and attend all the meetings, but never take the time to do what I did. So some lessons that I learned, I'm going to share with you those lessons, and I'm going to tell you what this powerful secret tool is. So some lessons. Leaders must have, it is non-negotiable. We have to have a consistent practice of sharpening our ideas, clarifying where we stand, and identifying new paths and new ways that we can show up in the world. That's the first thing that I learned and understood in that moment, that 45 minutes on a brick patio on a beautiful afternoon. We must have a consistent practice. 
And any time when I have fallen off the wagon, which is a lot of the time, and I've not done this practice, I have been relegated to, to operating in a sort of fog of war, as we, as we would call it in the Marine Corps. This time when things are just really blurry and I can't really figure things out. So I'm just in action. But action doesn't mean progress. Action just means you're moving. But sometimes you can be moving in a thousand different directions. So the first lesson is leaders, you, that's you, must have a consistent practice of sharpening your ideas, clarifying what you think about, where you stand, and getting really, really crystal clear on what you want to be and do. The second lesson I learned is that to increase your effectiveness, you must use this magic tool. And I say it's magic, not because it's hocus pocus. I say it's magic because of the outcome, the result that happens, the ways that leaders can impact more lives or impact better the lives that they're, they're, they're connected to, that they're influencing. The third lesson that I learned is that creativity is a key leadership strategy. Let me say that again. Creativity is a key leadership strategy. You have to be creative when you are working with people, when you are influencing and impacting people. You must be creative. Imagine right now in your mind's eye the however many people who are your direct reports. And imagine that you have had to learn how each person needs to be communicated with, what they need, and you've had to sometimes be creative in helping them understand the power or the importance of an initiative or the mission or the vision of your organization. So creativity is a key leadership strategy. I cannot say that enough. And honestly, part of why I'm doing this podcast about this is that this all came back to me recently when I was exercising that tool, this powerful leadership tool, when I was exercising it again. And it brought me back to that moment when I first used it on that brick patio. So the three lessons, leaders have to have a consistent practice of sharpening their ideas, their thinking. Number two, leaders must increase their effectiveness through a process of reflection. That the more you reflect, the more impactful you are in a much clearer, unambiguous way. Now more than ever, I am confident that leaders have to be unambiguous in where they stand. They have to be unambiguous in the decisions that they make. And they have to be unambiguous because a lot of people need leaders now. More than ever, people need leadership. And then finally, creativity is a key leadership strategy. So you might be saying, okay, Jenny, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, what's the tool? Maybe you've heard of it. I hadn't. The tool, the most powerful tool that presidents, leaders of Fortune 500 companies, school teachers, the most powerful tool that they use is something like this. It's called Think Time. Think Time. It is dedicated time where you sit down with something that you can write with. I prefer to do pen to paper because it's a whole tactile experience. But you start with a powerful question, something that you're trying to resolve, clarify, understand, or get more solutions to. You sit down at a designated time, maybe in a, the same location, maybe it's the same special chair. 
If you have a cup of coffee, cup of tea, whatever it is, whatever the beverage is of your choice, and you shut everything out. So no email, no music usually, no television, nobody banging on the door telling you you have something else you have to do, nobody asking for your attention. It's a dedicated time just for you to think. But you can't just sit there and think without the tool of the written of being able to write. Because if you just sit and think, I can guarantee you it's like meditation. Your mind will wander off to 50 different things that have nothing to do with the question at hand. So it's very important to have some sort of writing material. And finally, it's really helpful to set an alarm so that you know that you have to write, you have to dig deep, you have to ask your subconscious to bring you solutions to your question. You have to dig deep and you have to have an alarm that when that alarm goes off, you know that you have committed that time to your think time. So the most important, I literally believe the most important tool that a leader can cultivate for their leadership, for their teams, for their company, for whatever they're trying to do in the world is think time. Warren Buffett does it. Bill Gates does it. President Obama does it. President uh, George W. Bush does it. Leaders, Ariana Huffington does it. Leaders who are making amazing an impact in the world have think time. Those leaders that I mentioned, they have think time every single day for an hour. Some get up an hour early before their families do and have that committed ritual. It becomes a ritual, a powerful and important ritual of really clarifying your journey as a leader. Because leadership is a journey. It is not a destination. Leadership is very much a journey. So think time. I hope you get to sit down, find time on your calendar, preferably during the start of your day, because it's so much more difficult at the end of the day. But whatever works for you, dedicate whatever amount of time you can. If it's 30 minutes, if it's 45 minutes, if it's 60 minutes. But dedicate that time to answering questions. Those could be questions that come from you. I love a book called The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham. It is an amazing book, and it's really for leaders and particularly leaders who are building their companies and organizations. It has hundreds of questions that you can jot down from leadership to strategy to growth, all kinds of great questions. Um, And he also talks about the process of think time. But I strongly encourage you to use this special magic tool that will help you be a better leader, probably a better friend, a better spouse, a better parent if you're a parent or a spouse. But think time is not spoken about, but it is a powerful tool to be effective and impactful and influential in your leadership. I hope you put it to work for you. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in the room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.